Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Second here. There we go. All right. Uh, welcome Macro to TFLP, uh, episode 427. We are live tonight. Uh, it is Monday, April 19th. Um, so I am joined tonight by Christian. What up? And Paul. I know what's up. And Anna. Tell me. Always last. So sad. Hi. And, uh, and I'm Lucas. Oh. Uh, Nick should be joining us here in a few minutes because uh, he's the actual expert. Because earlier this week, Anna asked us, said, you know, I really would love to have some tips and tricks on cleaning my figures. Uh, could we, you know, have an expert panel on talking about that? And so I tried to arrange an expert panel, but unfortunately, they were all busy. So this is the best I could do on short notice. Yeah, you get me. I'm yeah. here. I don't know how to do any of the things I'm going to ask. That's the whole point. <laughs> I know I have some things. Paul's probably better than I am. I have decades of knowledge that I've read on the internet and never used. <laughs> nice. That's kind of where nice. I am. So we should be very similar. So this is this is kind of a sequel to a question that was asked. I guess it was, was it last week during the show or during some sort of show? Recent show. Oh, it was the selling show. Because during the selling show, you guys said, clean your figures, bleepity bleeps. And and like it was we something did. you have we to do. It was all, all right. mean and tough. First but off, you didn't it wasn't, see how to do it. It wasn't us guys. It was Nick. <clears throat> Fine. It was Nick who's not here. So well, he should be here at you. some point. We but see, the other thing is, show, is I, I assume that Nick comes across some like figures that are a lot grosser than whatever is in our collection. You know what I mean? Like that's that attic find or whatnot that like that's most likely in... but sometimes we get figures that are not so nice because we really wanted them and they're rare or it was really cheap or we just found it laid on the ground somewhere. One time I found a toy buried in my backyard. It was pretty cool. I had to clean it a lot, but all of those later. All of those examples exemplify why good quality stuff costs extra money. And that, you know, when it's rare, like quality matters in the end. Yes, absolutely. So that's why we're going to talk about those type of situations, but also just like simple stuff. Like, you know, Nick was mentioning clean your toys. Should you, like I do, sell a toy if it's covered in dust you know i do that i sell my toys they're dusty i put up pictures of them dusty people receive them dusty 
No one's complained yet. Maybe they should. Maybe they shouldn't. Who knows? I think depends on the degree. Yeah, I think uh, if you tell them, it's, you know, it's all about declaring things ahead of time. <clears throat> and, you know, some people some people might not be like, being dusty or not. That's a qualifier that like as a buyer, you need if you if that matters to you, like if you've gotten a figure that was really dusty and you were like oh, unacceptable, you know, like, well, did you ask him if it was dusty? Because, like, you know, that happens a lot. Maybe and you shouldn't buy used toys. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't buy used toys. <laughs> I, I, I want to say that we all can imagine Anna's random box that she bought from someone of like disembodied figures. That, uh, <laughs> Where do you think many of my examples for tonight comes from, right. Mr. Lucas? Right, right. Like oh, that someone was customizing their figures and just gave okay, up so halfway let's... through and, and, and just... gave it to Anna. Let's... Let's, I guess, let's talk about dust then. Let's dust dive seems in. like a, a big thing to talk about. So I've so got this dinosaur is... man. Yeah. And he's dusty. I'm holding yeah. up a third party oversized legends, uh, 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 the sludge. All these S names, dinosaurs are hard. And if you look, maybe you can see his dust. I'm going to use a lot of visual aids tonight. I apologize to those people who are only on audio. I will yeah, try so to explain what I'm holding up. The dust I can see on that isn't too severe, although it could be really severe on the gray, and I just can't see it. But on the red, it looks kind of, like, fine. It's that, not terrible. You need, a, you need a Swiffer. So so I have a, I have a duster here. <laughs> this isn't wow. working very well. You need wow. a Swiffer. I hope you break it. So, so one thing I, I was gonna say. <laughs> it's a soft duster. So, some tips on not attracting dust is like don't put your figures in like high traffic areas, like where it's you're true. hanging out, right? Because like the places that generate dust are the ones like, you know, that are are more high traffic. There's a lot because of because dust is made of you. Right. Gross. Yeah skin cells and hair and grossness that, that is human true. bodies create so yeah and, and the other thing is is that if you um like i mean if you have them in cases that are like behind glass or whatever like like it won't get quite as bad like it's still there's still going to be airflow in there and so like it's not like you put them in you know behind glass and there's never going to be any dust but it will help out with with the situation and i think that's a great idea because my toys and my 1d top don't get that dusty but here's the reality of it look behind christian look behind lucas look behind me we all have toys open to the air so i think it's yep. going to be a thing that affects a lot of us and no, i, don't I know really i'm like just saying as far as from a display perspective in in general that that's something yes. and then and that's a good solution other people have, I, I know on the internet, have talked about like running like a like a HEPA air filter. I don't know if you guys have ever tried that to see if that kind of helps. It cut helps down on. a little. Yeah. I found that it helps a little, but the space I had had it in and had my toys in was very large at that time. So your results may vary, but it, it should work at least a little. So he's got some dust in his tell hole too. Inside yeah, that there. would be. Um, Q-tips. Yeah. Q-tips. I, I don't just blow on it. Go. You could do that. You can knock it with some canned air. That would help as well. Canned yeah. air is good. 
Canned air is probably better than you blowing a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's in the dust, just bounces back into your mouth, and it tastes bad. Can I also present your mouth germs on it? Yeah. That's true. I do have mouth germs. We are in the world of COVID. You don't want to COVIDize your toys when selling yeah, them to yeah. others. I call them COVID sludge. Yeah. You know, just like we've talked Coach. about you know, the collector's toolkit before, that you have to have future and you have to have that certain wait, wait, type wait, of Wait, 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 hold on. What's future, Christian? We'll get to future. Future has been discontinued. We'll talk about it. has not. In your collector's toolkit, you also need to have canned air at all times. Really, canned air is a really good thing any, to have around. If you have any sort of out out of cases display, you know these guys here, or just it, Lucas's guys all outside of display, you've got to have. Oh. It. Yes, right it really there. helps. And I haven't had a can of canned air in a long time. Which just when I did, I used it all to dust my fingers. Yeah, yeah. I see, Nick's got one right there. <laughs> Hi guys. We're talking about we're talking about dust and what it is and how to get it off the best. Yeah, because so a lot of this this sludge that she has, and she was trying to knock it with a feather duster, and I advised her to get, use a Swiffer instead because feather dusters just spread all the crap around. And okay, like, dusters, let's dust our sludges together. I'm a Swiffer guy. The uh, the static dusters are, are sometimes good, but it depends on you know just how dry your room is and how staticky staticky everything else is, so they don't always work. Can I present an alternative? What? Yes. Sure. Protect them <laughs> with cases so the dust accumulates outside of the toy. Well, how do you dust that case? Yeah, I got a I got a horrifying secret to tell. I don't dust. You don't anything. dust, you monster. Never. <laughs> I have super valuable stuff just hanging out, forever dusty. Nice. My friend, every time, anytime I ever post a photo of my collection, like to kind of show off or whatever privately, one of my friends just, just like you can see trails of dust where like my hand has been or something. He's just no, like, no, no, he's like, mother of God. That's what my collection looks like too. So just saying, you know, even good collectors can be bad. Yes. Yeah, very yeah, similar. I'm a super fan. That's how you get rid of dust. If you get something that's like really dusty, like I know we've all seen those pictures on the internet of like stuff that's just caked in dust. Like there was a fire and there's like crap all over it and it's been sitting there for 15 years and that that's just it's covered in dust. No one's touched it. Uh, Nick, how do you say this stuff? Like you got to knock off physically the best parts, but I think you're at a soap and water point. I, I actually I have a hierarchy of things I will do to clean toys. Please I tell us the hierarchy. So it, it all depends on just how dirty the thing is. I, I will start with, you know, for, for light dust, I will just use the canned air or the, the static duster or, you know, even a trusty old rag will work if you're just trying to get a little bit of dust off. This is, yeah, I'm, using, I'm using a sock that doesn't have a mate anymore. This is what I'm using <laughs> to get the little bit of dust. I like those glasses cloths that yeah, you get those are whenever great. you buy a glasses cleaning kit. Like those are really the nice for fiber fingers. Yeah. Know, in the absence of that, an old t-shirt will do you. I mean, it's not like you're cleaning high-end electronics here. You don't need the microfiber cloth, but your mileage may vary. Um, if that's that not enough, sense. I'll the the very first thing I will attempt for stubborn dust is just old-fashioned soap and water. You, you take the batteries out of anything electronic. You you know you resign yourself that 
you're going to ruin your paper stickers if the thing has paper stickers and you just use soap and water. Um, and that, that gets probably 90% of it all, no matter how dirty it is. Um, beyond that, or if it's too fragile to get washed in the sink, um, I, I like just Windex. Windex and a paper towel is great. We use that on a lot of stuff. I use this on a lot of box toys that you can't throw in a sink, but they, you'd be surprised just how much you can do with Windex and a paper towel. As long as it's glossy paper, you're probably fine. Don't, don't uh, drench it, but yeah. Show's over. We got all moving. the tips. <laughs> Done. We did it. I have a question. All right. Thanks, Anna. Nick, Nick. I'm raising my hand. Yes, yes. What? I, I want to ask, all the liquid cleaning methods, you know, washing under the sink, soap and water, or Windex or whatever, what's that going to do to my paint? I have these figures that have soap paint apps water. on them. and it's not going to hurt anything. Soap and water, it'll be fine. There, there's very little you're going to hurt with soap and water. However, if you have something like, I can think of one example off the top of my head where soap and water might actually be damaging, and that is um, Kiss Player's Glit, because he's got the blue deco on top of the chrome and it's not really applied all that well, and the slightest little anything is going to take the the blue off of that chrome. So something similar to that, where it's not well made, um, the, theoretically you run the risk of damaging it. But for the most part, soap and water is not going to hurt a damn thing. So, so one thing I do want to mention is is uh, I, I would suggest not using a magic eraser on things uh, if you can, because a magic eraser There's is a time essentially and place for magic paper. erasers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's essentially no, um, Notable exceptions, notable uses for the magic eraser are um, He-Man figures, like Roboto. You know how they turn purple? All the Robotos in the world have all turned purple in the legs. Magic eraser takes it right off. It, and, and really like magic. You, it, it helps brand the new again. green patina that happens to the pretender monsters. Maybe. And that's the right kind of material to where it's worth it worth experimenting. I haven't run across any of that, but I would absolutely try it, and I bet you it would fix it. Right um, it's never going to fix something like the what they what in the He-Man fandom they call the virus, where they start to pick up the spots in that kind of material. You know, mm -hmm. eh, you're not going to fix that with that. Oh, um, that's so gross. Yeah, I handled those before. It, it just it just looks not, nasty. It's not um the virus. It's, it's not, not a mold. A lot of people think yeah. it's a mold, and it's not. It looks it's like a mold. Just the plastic breaking down. It's just the way that that particular type of plastic breaks down, as far as I know. Um, yeah. ba, 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 ba. If I can't get stuff with Windex, if I'm sitting here with a thing and it's too fragile to wash and the Windex don't work, my next thing. Where are they? Acid. Well, no. Uh, well, is it purple I, I think it's a base, actually. Would be alcohol wipes. But you got to be careful with these. That will They're going to get problem. off a lot of the more stubborn stuff. You're going to be able to take out a lot of paint scuffs with these. If you have a bin full of toys, right, and they've been banging into each other and getting all scuffed, you can take out 90% of those scuffs with just this alone. But on painted surfaces... Yeah, why, why, why can you take out those paint scuffs, Nick? Huh? Why can you take the paint scuffs out with alcohol? It, this even works on some painted surfaces. It will take the paint scuff off of the real paint. But, oh, that's neat. Okay. Yeah. I have noticed 
on sp- particularly yellow shades, the yellow, the entire yellow just comes off with this. So don't use this on a yellow painted surface at all ever. Um, and be careful. Test it on a part you don't care about first to make sure you're not going to ruin the paint. Yellows and browns are the two that are most affected by the alcohol for whatever reason I have found. Yeah. Um, alcohol but this is great. Will take off will take off all tampos and paint if you rub hard enough if you rub hard enough and you, you got to put a lot of elbow grease into it to take the tampo off um and, and that's I, what some people were doing with um the uh, siege figures like the, yeah. the space mud yeah, and, the, and whatever that's off. on there some of the people were taking it off with i think it was a solution of what like 90 percent ice or was it more than that or was it less than that i can't remember what percentage isopropyl alcohol that people are using 80 percent was it I 80? Think. Okay. That's yeah. standard. You can I mean, do it with anything. I've, I've had to strip paint from a lot of figures, and I'll just leave it in alcohol for, like... It, it also depends. depends Your mileage plastic, varies. You don't want to hurt the plastic. Uh, alcohol will usually keep the plastic just fine. It's it's. I've left, a, I've left them in overnight. You know, I, just, I would worry about, like, softer materials leaving them overnight. Yeah, I'm talking about hard ABS. Yeah, you know, those, those types of pieces. But yeah, alcohol will hurt the softer stuff because you know it's all chemical. Let's know, let's reactions. say you got an old Tokyo cheap KOs and alcohol. Say you've got an old bot. You want to get the stickers off, or you've peeled off the stickers, and there's all this nasty residue left over, or some kid was playing with I don't know bubble gum or clay or play doh, and it's all ground in there real good. Um, this is your best friend. Yeah. This Ooh, solves all your problems. On. I use it for price tags. I use it for sticker residue. Um, yeah, good stuff, and it works. Uh, unidentified boogers on your toys, this will work. This will get it. It's great. Um, what else is do I use to clean my toys? So another like thing not to do, I had yeah. a friend years ago back in when I was really in the doll community who couldn't get some like paint marks off one of her dolls. And, you know, these are like, these are like two foot tall dolls that are like mm-hmm. three to $800 each. Are so, these American you know, girl? You... Is that what it is? No, no, oh. they're ball jointed dolls. They're, oh. they're very heavily jointed articulated dolls, but they're very expensive, right? Like some people pay over a thousand dollars just for the body. And she couldn't get some paint off some of the body that had been on there. So she got an abrasive sponge, you know, one of those nice cleaning ones that really gets your dishes clean. Mm-hmm. And she just scratched up the doll's body oh so God. much. The, the paint got off, but then she's got this scratchy doll just covered in scratches. <laughs> That's terrible. And that doesn't really look good on flesh, right? When it's supposed to be like the, the doll's skin. Uh-uh. you get the scratch resin doesn't look nice so that's kind of a segue there you know first off don't use the really abrasive uh, things you, like we said you don't use really the magic work eraser your way. use less things work your Let's, way down start with the gentlest thing and then if you if that didn't work try the next one in the list that's the key here start gentle work down if you if you get to a point where you're using something that's super abrasive maybe it's just worth leaving it the hell alone and not doing anything with it you know so someone in the chat asked if there's anything we can do about scratches once we get them. No. Melt it down and try again. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, you're not entirely thought. wrong, and I'm going to share like a story a here. Uh, yeah, the, the hairdryer trick, the heat gun trick, or the lighter trick. 
if you've got stress marks in your plastic, you can take stress marks out with a common lighter. But man, you got to be fast. <laughs> and, you know, it's it, it shouldn't be the, the $100 toy that you're doing that to. It should be like the $20 toy that you're doing that to because eh, it's not the end of the world. Now, can you do that with scratches? I'd probably want to find some kind of like some kind of clear coat fill that would work better. That would probably help. Um, like there's a, there's a thing that they use on like car headlights that I have seen other people restore canopies with, like clear canopies that are all scuffed and scratched or whatever, and they get all cloudy from time. Um, and I wonder if that wouldn't work on your scratch problem, but that's not something you could use on a painted surface. It would have to be a very, very specific kind of plastic. Um, well, and and there, are, there are videos that... about repairing canopies, G.I. Joe canopies and the like that you can look up. I don't I don't have one off the top of my head, but I'd start there and see if that solves your scratch problem. The other thing I could recommend, and it's only an extreme case, like if it's like a big old gouge and it's got rough edges and stuff, you could get a very, very fine sandpaper and sand it down. Yeah. But it's not going to fill back in. No. It's just going to make gonna... it so it doesn't make it worse. Yeah. Right. Very, again, very your, your mileage will vary there very much according to your skill level. I don't oh, have yeah. a skill for that. Like I, I buff out <laughs> that it's not a Nick big, thing. I buff out big Nicks or gouges, not you, Nick. I buff those out of my disc golf discs with fine grain sandpaper so I can make them fly again. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd do that on my toys. Hmm. Do I, yeah, I think that's about the best you can do. Scratches are a real, that's a real rough one. Like, it's a scratch in the paint, technically, you know, you can deal with paint scratches, but the way to do it is probably to remove the paint and start over, I guess, right? Yeah. Which is super hard. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not one for the, for the restoration of a toy beyond a simple clean or a simple fix. Yeah. Like, the, the minute you're stripping paint on a thing, it's custom, it's yours forever, don't sell it. <laughs> that is the problem with it. You know, I have like my MP ratchet. The day I got it, I was just telling someone the story earlier today. The day I got my MP ratchet, I ran up to my hotel room. I was all excited to play with it because I was at a con. I opened it. I played with it. I was a little over eager and I got a scratch right on the roof, like right on the paint on the roof. Nice big scratch. Not really like it's hidden in robot mode. And you don't usually stare at the roof in van mode anyway, so it's not like it really bothers me. But I've always thought, like, what if I ever wanted to sell that thing? Now I know I would have to disclose this big old scratch on the top of it because there'd be no good way to take care of it. Yeah. So it's a good scratch. <laughs> well, I like that you said once you go past a certain level, you have now customized the toy. I think, right. like, there's a lack of understanding of what that really means. And it's and like customizing your toys is cool and restoring toys is cool, but like know what you're doing Yeah. because, and when I say that, I mean just because you, you're happy with it does not mean it's now it, it's, it's been altered forever. Right. It, yeah. it is no longer the thing it originally was. And most people don't think about this until it's until it's too late. Right. And then they're trying to sell it. They're trying to get out of the hobby for whatever reason. They think this thing is valuable. 
They're like, but oh, I, I want to sell this now because <laughs> it's worth a lot of money. I, my my Earthrise Coneheads, holy cow, I could, you know, I could have a nice dinner for, for the price of these. Mm-hmm. But you bought repro labels and you painted all the joints and you panel lined it and you. I, I will say that three D printed weapons. Repro labels are not a big deal. I think they're a value added for the most part, and they're removable if you hate them. Yeah, I think at, at the very worst, those are value neutral. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, typically, I, I would uh... say they're value neutral just because as many people that like having it, like, and again, it depends on the figure. Like, there's certain ones where, yes, like, they definitely, like, help out. But there's other ones where it's like, ah, like, you know, some people just like the original thing or whatever. So people, like, I don't really think it's adding value to the toy. And the flip side of that is, even if it is a value added, it narrows your buying audience. Yes. It does. So there are less people willing to buy your thing for more money. I will agree with the value neutral statement. As long as they're still on the sticker sheet and not put on the toy, then they're definitely value <laughs> well, neutral. I think there's a situation. difference between like the rubber labels that I've run into for the most yeah. part are just faction symbols because I buy third party figures. A lot of people put faction symbols on their third party figures. I don't because I actually think they look better without them, but that's just me being strange. But I've actually turned down used third-party figures. And, you know, I'm pretty flexible with, like, getting used stuff and trying to fix it up and whatnot because they have, like, an Autobot symbol on them. But it's, like, oh, <laughs> you that know, it's, I like, mean, lopsided. And I you just, can when fix I look that. at it, I'm, like, that looks worse. Yeah, but those are pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it only has one, if it only has one sticker on there or whatever, it's pretty easy to take that off and, you know, Put some goo gone on it or whatever. And back, fine. back to Paul. Panel lining, any kind of paint that you're. Oh putting yeah, on no, it, no, 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 no. That's that's gonna. The take second you've put paint yeah. to that figure, it, it oh. yeah, it is now a custom piece, and you either need to sell it as a custom. At you know you get a you you command your custom price, but your audience is about that many people. Yeah, and or I mean, you need I... to heavily heavily discount it to move it to someone who doesn't care about the custom work. And you know yeah. you can always put it you can always put it up for sale. Disclose what's done to it. Put your price on it, and then adjust from there. Yeah. You know, make your decisions afterwards. We had a panel line figure that I had from a lot that we put up on eBay recently. We were certain that that thing was going to you know maybe get half of its value, but we went ahead and put it up at like high eBay just to see what it would get, and it sold in like two minutes because wow. someone saw it, said I like the panel lining, I think it looks cool, and they bought it. And to them, it was worth it because they were looking for that figure. They found one they thought looked cool, and they grabbed it. That's, like, I was super shocked by that, though. Like, I did not – I expected to get, like, you know, it was, like, a figure that was worth maybe $12, $13. I expected to get five. We got, like, 20 You know? So, I I know. I mean, and that's that's the hard thing is good custom work, good panel lining versus average panel lining. Where there are many, many stray pen marks, and that oh, I missed the line. Oh yeah, I've got my high school Gundam models that yeah. are panel lined. Those things are heinous. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mess. I know it was done with like a ballpoint pen and <laughs> on my couch at like two in the morning watching cartoons. <laughs> they don't look good. Well, here's the thing, Nick, and I'm sure you've dealt with this a bunch. Like I go into the toy store, and I get shown the new stuff that came in, and I. You know, the guy had bought a big collection. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I looked at it and I priced it and I thought this was all pretty good. Now I have it. 
and this guy was a customizer. You know, well, and you, I, you got to be able to figure that out ahead of time. <laughs> well, it's hard when you're looking at like a thousand figures, you know, but then you see like 30 percent of them have Get mods good, done to them. Well, the guy died. I mean, oh. you know, that was, it's just funny because he, he showed me like this whole bin of stuff. And it's like, oh, that's G2 Devastator or it was, you know, it's oh, just man. like crazy. Because they, they, like, decided to use a chrome pen on, like, parts that weren't chrome. And, you know, you don't see it till you really look close. It's, yep. Yeah. It's just, you might, I'm not saying people are trying to deceive people, but they, they, you might even forget that you bought a repro part for this vintage thrust because you didn't want to buy the missile because you couldn't find it. And now... That's why repro is the friggin' devil. Yeah, it's just, it just... I try to avoid all that from the get-go and the modifications and the clean because like if you have i guess i'm talking more from the restoring a toy perspective which i think is part of this conversation it is i've seen a lot of like frankenstein together like bumblebees you know mini bots because they think all the parts are the same but there's like some very noticeable mold differences over the years i mean and you're like ooh, you used the wrong part to fix that yes and no yes and no on that um i will say if you if you use a bumblebee from an encore set or from a keychain set or from uh the walmart set to you know rebuild your g1 bumblebee i, I would say that's a mistake but i all G1 Bumblebees are fair game to swap parts between them. You can't tell me different. I don't care that they're different. It doesn't bother me. I can tell the difference. But well, I, I you're also that... a little crazy, Paul. We love you, but I would say who that cares? It's, <laughs> that's the people that want to pay for with, it. You know, Optimus Prime, bloated fist, not bloated fist, this gun, that gun, metal panel. Who, I don't give a fuck. I, I just want Optimus Prime, man. As long as it's like, G1. You the should value of the figure. So, <laughs> like, if you're talking about, like, a $10 minibot or something like that, right? Like, oh, whatever, no big deal, right? But then if you're talking, like, where it's a specific one that is, you know, several hundred dollars or a couple thousand or whatever, then, yeah, like, that makes a huge difference if, like, you know, you're using the wrong parts on it. Or you're trying to say that, like, everything's original and, oh, it happens to have you know, some knockoff parts on it or, well, you know, cool. reissues yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Hey, if you're doing it for you, go ahead, please. That's what I was going to say. Restore. If you want to restore a thing for you to have, so you have that thing, do what it takes for you. Do whatever you're comfortable with. But if, if you're trying I would, to do I would it, disagree with that because okay. what happens if you die? Well, the other thing is, is not just necessarily when you die, but like, you might just forget, like, you know, whatever you did this 15 years ago, and then you're like going through and selling something 15 years later, and you forget that you like did some customization to a figure or whatnot. I mean, you forget, you you share pictures, and you go from there. I mean... I'm not going to say it's like immoral to customize your figures. It's not. No, it's not immoral. It's not. But like the rubber hits the road at some point. Yeah. And and it's just not it's not when you're getting happy painting up your stuff or fixing it up. Fifteen years from now, how many modified hot hot links are we going to find, you know, dressed up as Skywarps? (laughs) You know, like that is going to happen. 
Right, and they're right. probably not going to be worth anything. You know, it's probably oh, going to no, be a not. lot of worthless figures. Yeah. And that's the thing, like Christian said, if Nick got a, like, rare Minibot variant that was in terrible shape, it lost its tires, it lost its stickers, its face was scraped up, he found some tires on a beat-up Minibot that he thought were the same, he found, you know, some paint he thought was a good match and made it up and put it up on a shelf, made it nice for himself. That's great. You know, that's awesome. As long as you disclose that you've done anything to the figure. So I personally think, you know, if, even are, if you are put we a doing bunch the of Bumblebees ship of together. Tonight? Is that where we are? Is this, this is, the what? Ship of Theseus. <laughs> ship of Theseus. Yes, we're doing Ship of Theseus. <laughs> the what? Oh, you didn't watch WandaVision. You study psychology? You should know this one. I don't know that term you're Okay, using. so the Ship of Theseus, it's a... It's a Okay, you want me? You want to do it, Nick? You want me to go ahead? Go, you got okay. it. Go ahead. So, the ship of Theseus, the you know, the mythical Greek hero. That the they ship keep... of Theseus. That's you what you're that saying. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were saying the ship of Theseus. <laughs> I don't I speak with a lisp, so no. We both were very clear. We were roboting, I think. Yeah, was, was okay, it the program spasm? We're we're good now. We're Moving good. Okay. All right. Right. So, so, which, yes, which, so for the viewers that don't aren't aware and haven't watched WandaVision <laughs> or studied, you know, Greek mythology or whatever, like what is a ship of Theseus to explain to the viewers? Okay, so the ship of Theseus is a thought experiment. So the actual boat that mythical Theseus took is in a museum. And over time, that boat starts to rot and pieces of it get replaced. And after a certain amount of time, there are no original pieces of that boat left. Is that boat still the ship of Theseus? We're not here to answer the question. We're not going to. That's yeah, yeah. But, but that is, if someone someone asks, that's ship of Theseus or whatever. So, but, no, and uh, I think I think the good point is that you disclose that you have right. restored said ship. You know, even if you've taken a bunch of G one Optimuses, you've got enhanced from one guy you found, you've got in the treller from one place and the cab from another, and you replace the smokestack. You just say, you know, I've pieced this together. If a person just wants a complete one and it looks nice to them, they'll still buy it. As long as it's all G1 parts, baby, it's all gravy. The second that they start being reissue pieces, not cool, man. And that's why I think we should disclose, (laughs) because sometimes it's hard to even know if you've accidentally grabbed well, hey, um... get good, son. But, but the one thing <laughs> is, is like, I I think that you definitely have to disclose, like, if you're selling something, because, like, most of your pictures are not going to be good enough. Like, I've bought things off of eBay where they've managed to, like, display the figure in a way that you can't tell, you know, or maybe it's just me that I can't tell uh, that, you know, they photograph the front, but then turns out the back has, you know, some break or whatever. Um, I had another one where I had the MMC uh, uh, Overlord and the guy panel lined everything, but I couldn't tell based on the pictures that he had sent, like, because it was kind of darker in the pictures. I didn't even think to ask, like, like, I don't really have that many panel lined figures and, you know, turns out like whatever. So, um, yeah, like that's, you know, definitely something that, uh, that you want to disclose ahead of time. Or if you, you know, like smoke, that's another, oh, another thing. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so like, I know. So we've let's talked say, about let's say you bought some figures that, you know, somebody was smoking. 
Yeah, I was going to ask. That was one question I was going to ask. Say my figure is stinky. Yeah. But I don't care if it's stinky from a fire, if it's stinky from a smoker, or if it's stinky because one time your dog peed on your unicron. Or, you know, what do you if, do? It just, if it just smells like basement, because sometimes that happens Ooh, too. Yeah, I've gotten some basementers. Yeah. Um, you, I have said this in previous programs. I will say it again here for the you know sake of clarity. What you want to do is you want to put that in some kind of container, whether it be a Rubbermaid tub or a Ziploc bag, some sort of container that is mostly airtight, and you want to put a fabric softener sheet in there with the toy, and you want to let it sit sealed up for about a week, and then check it. Uh, and that is your best bet. You're an example. We'll get to that one. No, no, that's that's a horse of a different feather. Um, but for the, the other example, cigarette smoke, Smoky, the, the basement things. smell, smoke smell, yeah, you want to do that for that. Um, it really is weeks. You, it if it's, if weeks. it's a small figure in a small bag, you don't need the whole dryer sheet and it'll probably be overpowering when you do open it later. <laughs> so, you know, use your dryer sheet proportionally. That's the best advice I can give you on that. You can also, if it's, you've got smoke dust on it, cause that's definitely a thing or smoke mm-hmm. residue. You can knock that off using the methods we talked about before, or you know, toothbrush with you know soap and water. Be gentle. Be gentle. But even you can as, get, as the, I, get as the. As I do sitting off. at my table often enough. Toothbrush and Windex. Toothbrush and Windex. <laughs> That's great. And I would say Two, be old stubborn. Toothbrushes are good because on... they're usually softer. Yeah. Because some materials really hold in the smoke smell a lot worse. Right. So sometimes you have to be stubborn. I, I I keep using doll examples, but those are a lot more like the resin really eats smells and moistures and whatnot so yeah. i got some smoked on dolls once that were they for a good price but geez it took me it took me about two months of cleaning you know between the dryer sheet method and just the soaking and the scrubbing to finally get them where their skin was the right color and they smelled like nothing, like they were supposed to. It was a That's lot good. of effort, and only because I was using one as a gift that I want to go through that much, you know. So just remember that just letting it set probably isn't going to do a lot, and you really do kind of have to put the effort into the smell problems. Yeah. And that's another thing to note is that some people have a stronger sense of smell than you do. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> if you if you pick up one of your toys and you're like, this should smell because it was somewhere sneaky, but I don't smell anything, maybe get a second Also, if you live in you your house, it. you go nose blind to your own smell. You smells. do, to everything. You may have to ask a friend to smell your toy. <laughs> right. Well, get a professional toy? toy smeller. Um, hey, Anna, do you want to talk about that urine thing? Because I've had that oh, problem, right, too. Yeah. 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 I mean, it can happen, right? Like some of us, you know, some of us have really big robots, right? Like you got your Unicrons, you've got that. um, Someone in our group's been showing off that um, that Lewin Resources giant metal um, MP10 that people buy that's like you know over two feet tall. Sometimes the best place to put a figure to display it seems to be kind of the floor in a corner or something. If you have a dog or a cat, that can go very wrong. Or a really angry child. Um, you really don't want that to happen. <laughs> you can get pee on your toys. And it is nasty. And it is much harder to clean out of crevices than you it's, think it is. It's pretty bad. Yeah. You want to you want to bathe that stuff. You want to wash as you much do. as you can off of soap and water. And when that inevitably is not enough, 
you want to go get one of those, the pet um, enzyme breaker downer thing. Yeah, you know? and you specifically want the enzyme cleaner, like the one mm-hmm. that That's has a good the idea. enzymes in it. Like yeah. not just the kind that has the OxyClean because I've had, I haven't had that issue with toys, but I've had that issue with other like carpet and other services. And the only thing that really gets it out is that enzyme, the enzyme uh, cleaner. cleaner. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, a really angry ex can do it too. I love that example. <laughs> what? Yeah. You never know what's gonna never happen. Know that. My dating history. I mean, uh, worst case scenario, you just buy a new toy. Right. You replace. You always right. Sometimes the same you thing. have to weigh that, right? Because like my um. My Armada Unicron, um, I I don't want it anymore. Your what Unicron? Armada. Okay, cool. Anyone else hear Ramada the hotel? <laughs> she said that. Okay, it's, cool. Just me. Great. My Ramada, my Ramada Unicron is going to go sleep <laughs> on your ship to Hibidus. There will be best friends. Shibidus. The Armada Unicron I have, right? Like, I don't want him anymore. Like, I would like to sell that figure. But he is... I'm never going to get that clean, and I'm never going to feel okay clean it. Because, you know, when we first had Garrus, he marked it. When he was first, you know, Bad Street Dog. Throw it out, Anna. What are you doing? It's been right. years. That's what I have to do. I have to put, put it, it in away. a garbage bag to... now. Like, this instant. And go take <laughs> it to the street. Melt it <laughs> down. <laughs> I'm not not going to have any part of this conversation because the thought of throwing anything out like that just hurts my soul. And I I feel the same way as Nick. Like, I want to save it. I want to sell it. Have you tried an enzyme cleaner, Anna? Yeah, get yourself a bottle of that enzyme cleaner and do that. I wanted before, and I didn't think about that when I had some, so I'll have to get some and try it. How long ago did the marking happen? I don't know if those enzymes. Yeah. Can still break. Uh, it's yeah, worth a bottle of that to try it instead of just throwing the damn thing out. At least you've tried something. We still some... have pets, so it doesn't hurt to have that stuff around anyway. You know, Garrett still exists. He's okay, a good so dog. Yeah. Now, and then if this happens take... to you, don't wait eight years to clean it. And then if you, you do, it was eight years, Christian. If you do, package them all up in a box and send them to Nick. Yes, He's got plenty of enzyme cleaner. Anna, Anna, just you on the side. Send them to me. I don't want your pee toys. Anna, doesn't your dog wear a diaper? No, it's the other dog. We have two dogs. Okay, well, still, you don't have enzyme cleaner sitting around the house? We don't have any right now because we've used it all. Oh. She's derpy. Okay. Yeah, see, that's a good thing to get from Walmart when you need something for free shipping you just add the enzyme that's cleaner. true just add some enzyme cleaner all right so, so we talked about pee. I, it's very summer it's very hard i want to address the next thing since we're still on cleaning we have a good thing wait, wait, before before we do that <laughs> number two um, no what ball. if someone accidentally <laughs> spill, spills some alcohol on their uh like oh, say yeah. for example beer or uh like liquor or something like that uh, that's what this happened to me very recently <laughs> What's, uh, sticky... what's the best thing to clean that? <laughs> soap and water. Just soap and water. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, yeah. It and soda is the same. Like, yeah. if you sp- spill soda on it, soap and water will mostly do it. Now, 
35 year old soda that's a little different much hotter yeah challenge level challenge level. In, in which case i recommend taking the toy apart entirely and <laughs> using as hot water as your hands can stand and that worked but it took a while i so, really had to dissect a spark a monster bot uh because he had in in between all of his like seams there was some weird brown stain and when i took it apart i realized oh somebody spilled a friggin coke on him 35 years ago and didn't bother to wash it off cool got it yeah what i was thinking is that you had kept a can of coke for 35 years and <laughs> somehow opened it or it breached and got over your toy it was crystal oh, pepsi <laughs> So Nick had said earlier that he he doesn't really know how to deal with this problem, and I don't know if any of them really know any of us really know the perfect solution. But this is a problem that comes up a lot with older toys, and that is is yellowing, right? Yellow. So I'm working on look at my JRX here. You know that that's a white foot, totally white foot, right? The inside of these legs are white. <laughs> so I got a replacement figure for. Midnight Express there because he's um, really bad at that. There, there are entire like videos upon videos dedicated to the whole whitening thing that people yeah. do with that. Is it a peroxide solution that they use? And yeah. Nick, you know I've been working on it for well over a year. Sure. Um, I have There's heard like conflicting reports about number one, if it weakens the plastic, so you got to worry, you got to weigh that, and number two. Um, if it just comes back again within five years because you're just delaying the inevitable. It's entropy. Entropy's going to win in the end, man. This is what it is. This is my next next experiment. This is 6% food-grade hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. This is the latest thing I've heard. Just this, no oxy booster, because if you talk about retrobrite, that's often the, the name that gets thrown right. around. It's peroxide and oxy booster. Mm -hmm. I used that a bunch last year. It did not help. Not really. A, really? Little, a little bit? A little bit. You put it in the really. sun, though, right? Yes, and that activates it. And it, it vaguely helped a, a kind of a little bit, but not, not really enough to tell. Mm -hmm. This is the next experiment. So we'll see. I'll let you know. Now, Notice he said experiment, right? We we really wouldn't endorse any method for removing yellowing unless you like really look it up and learn about it. Yeah, it, it is very involved. And they're all, yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. they're they're involved, and there's and the a lot of ways to damage I'm your doing stuff. It, the only reason I'm doing it is because the yellow figure that I eventually want to restore, not the one I'm testing on, is my Botcon 2008 Shadow Glass Megatron. Mm -hmm. Hung out in the sun for too long, the gray plastic is now yellow. I'm trying to find ways to save it I'm, without I'm having to spend you know, $900 on a replacement. Yeah, that hurts my heart. It does. It, it hurt my heart too. It should have um, been that way. Stupid uh -uh. apartment people. It's so fun. yeah, I'm I'm experimenting on a yellowed uh, star screen, classic star screen that I have. The best thing like, to do about yellowing is to prevent it in the first place. Yes. So keep like, in the dark. if you keep your stuff in a UV screened room, like get that UV film for the windows or black them out entirely. Um, I can tell you. You know, like some of this yellowing problem though has nothing to do with sunlight. You right. Know, it's, it's, it's like sometimes it's just heat. <laughs> so you gotta. It's just sometimes it just just old. age. Yeah, I have a. I I pulled out an AFA graded Henke Starscream the mm -hmm. other day, and I looked at it and I was like, oh my, because it is it's actually yellowed over the time I've had it. That's probably from yeah. the the plastic in the tray. 
Yeah, the, no. the tray plastic off-gassing, yeah. reacting with the plastic of the toy. Yeah. Not not the case, the, like the, the bubble, the blister. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It could be. Chemistry is weird. Chemistry is really yeah. strange. It all depends on what mix of shit they were using that month. You know, it's just, it's just not consistent. You know, no. Like it's just <laughs> no rhyme, no reason. And that's why you know stuff like you know this or the retrobrite stuff that I've tried. By the way, I think I said what this is. This is six percent hydrogen peroxide. Anyway, it, there's no there's no one solution that works for everything. You know, retrobrite has been touted as the thing that you know saves. Uh, old Nintendo and Atari systems. Mm. I didn't get it to work on my toy. It works on, you know, 70s era Star Wars figures from Kenner. Good. Sometimes. You know, whatever. Yeah. There, there's not a surefire way to fix yellowing. The best way is to make it not happen in the first place. And if you can't right. prevent it, then enjoy it while you have it. Because like said, like Nick said, uh, Entropy claims us all in the end. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the big thing is, is, you know, just... Make sure that you're storing your figures in climate-controlled areas. A cool, dry place. <laughs> right, that doesn't have sunlight. And, you know, we, I was just talking about off-gassing with that blister that Paul mentioned. Um, make sure you get appropriate bins to mm-hmm. keep your stuff in if you're a bin-life person. Yeah. I'm using the new Iris containers from Container Store. You guys can get them on Amazon. They're supposed to be archival and not supposed to off-gas at all. Right. I've noticed that a lot of like the Coleman Rubbermaid stuff, they yeah, lose the, their. The cheaper it is, the more likely years. it's gonna go bad that on you. Seeps into your toys. It gets all sticky. Yeah, don't don't do that. So this is a great segue, by the way. Yeah. What do you do when the plastic breaks down on your toys and they get all oily and sticky? How do you fix that? You lick it. Don't answer? don't lick it. It's probably not good for you. I'll stop short of saying toxic, but you know you're gonna get yeah. an upset tummy, so don't do it. Uh, I've never had things. that happen. <laughs> the uh, it happens. It happens a lot, especially on softer plastics. Um, yeah, vinyl kind of thing. Yeah, the uh, the best way I have found, and again, I'm gonna keep going back to the same well here: soap and water, if not soap and water, Windex, if not Windex, rubbing alcohol, and the rubbing alcohol gets it. Every time takes that stickiness right off and it's good for a while. It's going to come back because once that process starts to happen, yeah, it, and what, it, this what is, is where the toy is going. Back. It's returning to its dinosaur form. Yes. <laughs> what, what's seeping out of there and making it sticky is called plasticizer. It makes the material flexible. Ah. So once that starts seeping out, your toy gets more brittle mm-hmm. and there's, there's no stopping it. And you can't inject more plasticizer into it. It's just how, the material yeah. breaks down. Not that we've gotten to yet anyway. I'm hoping at some point someone will have something for that, but we ain't there yet. <laughs> Do we know Our viewers if... are asking... Oh, sorry. Hmm? If the LED We're going to say lighting... the same thing, Lucas, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know anything about what sort of spectrum UV... Uh, what sort of spectrum LED gives off. I, you'd have to ask a guy who does more of the lighting stuff. But I, I don't know. Anybody? I don't. No. Sorry. I don't, I don't think it affects it. Like, I, I don't know. I haven't had I, issues with it either. Yeah. yeah, don't use UVB or black lights because those will damage it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might think your room looks hella cool with your <laughs> with your old black light and your black velvet photos and uh, posters. And, <laughs> and definitely do it, you know, you know for beat you know, curtains, 30 seconds but... at a time. Be like, hey, look, this looks really cool. And then stop. Stop. Do not do it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Like, I took a black light to my collection one day and I was like, oh, my God. 
Like some of the t- some of the parks, and it was like, just stains everywhere. What? <laughs> yeah. I, not stains aside, I saw some like some of the toys like look really cool in black light. Oh, yeah. Like certain pigments really yeah. shine, and ones you would expect don't. Like I think Earthrise Starscream specifically looks kind of awesome. Like his the blue parts on him really shine bright blue, and the red actually does as well. So I don't know. It's it's fun to. If, if you got one, check it, check it out someday. You know, yeah. turn off the lights and do a blacklight, but don't like keep it on. All yeah, the don't time. keep it on. It's not going to hurt your figure to just like, hey, look, I'm shining a blacklight on it, and, and then you're done. But, like if that's your display, like I want everything in blacklight because it looks badass. No, you're going to kill your toys. Yeah, just you buy will. doubles and you'll be fine. Yeah, sure. Doubles and triples and quadruples. That's, that's a whole nother solution is just buy doubles. Buy doubles everything. Yeah. <laughs> you can use blacklights in combination with like the retro bright stuff because that's the right kind of UV to activate that reaction. There you go. So if you're if you're in a place where it's rainy a lot or you're just it's raining that week you happen to be working on something, a black light will help you. Plus you can run it at night. Just be careful of fire hazards and one you know the usual safety stuff. So let's let's say you've got a bunch of Revenge of the Fallen figures that are all mint and sealed box and they're all like the leader class stuff that all had batteries and those batteries were left in those sealed toys over time. And at some point you realize you have to go back and you should probably take those batteries out, but it's too late and they've all exploded. How are you cleaning those exploded batteries? What is that? Next? I don't know if you can see it, but it is 50% water and 50%, 50%, um, I believe white vinegar. Nice. This will take off most of your battery acid corrosion. This will clean up all the battery acid that has exploded in those terminals. And as long as the wiring's not too far gone, probably even get your toy working again. But let's say those terminals are too corroded even after a good thorough cleaning with this, which after you use this, you should also go over it with water and then a third time with a dry Q-tip or something, paper towel, to get that all of it off. Make sure this doesn't sit there because it will hurt it over time. Um, but if it's, if it's still not working, get yourself some of this. Deoxit, D5. You spray this on the contacts and it gets all those electronics working like new again. Magic. Good stuff. I know that one. Cool. Yeah, I've, I've honestly always kind of thought with my, once my battery's corroded, I was just doomed. <laughs> no, you can, this is, this is easy enough. Anybody has this vinegar yeah, yeah. at home in the water and you, No, I've, I've used that to clean carpet easy. before it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm always amazed at how quickly that works and how something I thought was totally unsalvaged was like, oh, oh, now I wonder if it works. And then, like, you put the batteries in and you go, oh, crap, it did work. <laughs> so don't give up on those exploded batteries. You'll probably be able to do something with the vinegar water solution. That's a good tip. Didn't know that. Yep. I didn't know that either. I like that. It may also – you may also be able to use that on rusty screws, I, I believe, there are other solutions for rusty screws as well. If you're if you're so anal that you need to not have rusty screws, there are ways to fix it. Is Stinky there carpets? Let's say it's 20 years in the future, mm-hmm. and I've got my Sin Robo Optimus Prime <laughs> toy. Yeah. Is there any sort of liquid solution that will allow me to operate the app? That it was required to use the toy 
<laughs> 20 years later in the future when we don't use smartphones anymore? Well, you just you just get a uh, what, do, what do they call it? An emulator. Just get an emulator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Smartphone emulator. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that was the big thing when when we all got to college in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, late 2000s for some of you babies. <laughs> um, you know, you were you would. Oh, I want to play my old Nintendo, but like that's right. uh, games anymore. Oh, I'll just download an emulator. <laughs> No, in that future, you get an emulator and you run it on your fork, because I'm yes. sure forks will be Wi-Fi by then. <laughs> and you're good. There you go. Rubs but off. is it still your fork, Anna, <laughs> at that point? Or is it something else? It's a smork. The fork smork of fork. Theseus? Uh, All right, I got one so- more tip. Before I'm, out, before I'm out of gas here. Um, oh, you're going to talk about the thing that Lucas and I started the show with. Oh, you did? Oh, we no. did. No, no, we yeah. didn't get there. We said we were going to oh. get there. So oh. I'm, we're yeah. here now. In the future? That I, can, I can get there. In the future, future, future. Well, actually, it's Pledge Fuller Care. But it used yeah. to be called Future Fish. <laughs> they changed the name of it a fair like three times. Like, like yeah. every every two years. It's ridiculous. Uh, but, the, but the UPC... Is always the same, I believe. So if you can see okay. that UPC on my screen and look that up on Amazon, that should get you your thing. Yeah, um, so this is a floor polish he's holding out. Eh? Yes, and this is, floor polish. this is great to tighten up joints. It doesn't hurt it like nail polish does. Stop using goddamn nail polish. Don't do People it who tell you to use clear nail polish are lying to you. Don't, Don't do use it. the super glue trick. That hurts them too. Don't super do it. real bad. Yeah. Oh, if I just, you know, put the super glue in and work the joint, it gets tight enough. Well, yes, but you're melting the plastic. Don't do that. Anyway, use this instead. It is much yeah, less get harmful. That, to... get, get a little paintbrush and just brush it on. Imagine do a couple coats. Just brush it on. Yeah, don't, like, squirt it on because then it's, like, everywhere. I'll use a what does it do? too if you don't have a paintbrush. It, it's, so it's floor, it's floor pitted. Floor, floor polish or floor finish. Right. It's, so uh, it's it's basically a gloss coat for your floor, and it's it's not yes. meant to last forever because you know you'll have to reapply it to your floor. But in the meanwhile, it protects the surface from you know scuffs and scrapes and what have you, and it also dries clear. So this will tighten up your joint without being right. permanent on damage toys, to the toy. On joints, it it adds another layer to the plastic without damaging the plastic, and it thickens up the joint. Right. And if you and. ever need to, you can use it to make cosplay armor out of cardboard. <laughs> That's true. Uh, one more and. great use for this. And I know where you're going with this, Christian. Do you want to say I it? I discovered it. <laughs> I'm the progenitor. Then, then why don't you take it? Take it away, Christian. You can, you can preserve your transmetal vac metal with it. It's glorious. If, it, if you still have some glorious. that are intact, gently paint it over. Yeah, just paint this on. Give it a nice little shell. And all of a sudden, no more flake problem. Boom. And, it won't and, restore yeah, it like chrome. on a rat trap that's already done. But yeah, you can, yeah. Res- you can, you can protect any chrome. It's not going to restore it. No, but, but like, it'll keep it from getting worse. The, the one I did it on mainly was my Botcon Shocker Act, and that one is known for flaking just by looking at it. And I was like, okay, it has two tiny little flakes and no cracks just yet. I've got Schrodinger's Shocker Act right now. And I just, I brushed it on, and it's been probably five or six years now. I saw him recently. He's still fine. Totally I bought fine. it in, in 2001 or two. At, at a, I guess it must have been 2001 because it was at BotCon. And I never opened it. 
And I was like, oh, I'll, uh, someday I'll open. And I just never got there. And so now I have the Shocker Act, and it's it's Schrodinger's Shocker Act. Is he alive or dead in that box? I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> if you've managed to make it this far with your transmetals mostly intact, this will stop him from degrading further. Yeah. I think that's a good idea to do it, though, just because those things are, you know, like eventually there's not going to be any intact ones anymore. So keep yours alive. Be the last survivor. And really, what I need to do when I haven't done yet is just I need to take my Beast Wars box out and have a future day on them. Just take all the chromats in there and just paint it all over with the future and everything will be fine. I keep saying that and I keep putting it off. And the more I put it off, yep. the more they're going to flake. So, so like, I got to I gotta sit down and do the thing, man. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, there's no solution for, you know, Transmetal Megatron's Gold Plastic Syndrome, but that's, you know, there is a different. Yeah, and Richard said, just make sure not to put the future on too thick. Um, so, and, right. and that's, that's the key with any of this stuff that you're doing. Like, put a little goes a long way. So, like, what you want to do is, like, this is for, like, joints and whatnot, is you put a little bit on, you let it dry, try it out. If it still needs another coat, you put a second coat, let it dry. And, and, yep. and, you know, I agree. Doing and that. Nick, hold up that bottle you had again. Uh, the, future? On. the future. Yeah. The, the you had that bottle of future for a year or more, right? More. Yeah. And look how full that thing still is. You will need right. to buy one bottle of future. You'll be fine forever. Yeah. The thing I would say about it's like $6. Air on the side of caution. You can always put more on. Yeah. You can't always take it off. Right. So. so speaking of taking things off I wanted I'm, to not, ask... I'm not stripping on the show I refuse <laughs> Rick tried to get me to do it and I still refuse I'm well, sorry what were we saying I'm glad you just assumed <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'd be asking of you because I'm that kind of person look but... you know Rick, Rick has me trained at this point <laughs> Well, I'm going to say there aren't very many visual similarities between Rick and I no. so perhaps you, you won't get no, as confused good. next time <laughs> I was just going to ask, and I, I'm using a bad example. I'm using an example of what I wouldn't actually ask. But let's say that you that you tried to do a little bit of custom work. I should have grabbed my um, my Cyberverse hot rod off the shelf. So right. let's say you try to do a little bit, and you change your mind. You're not trying to sell it. You're not trying to do anything like that. You just want to take the paint off. Ice What's the best alcohol. way to do it? Isopropyl alcohol with a Q-tip. What if you have... just just yeah. get at it or if it's really stubborn like sharpie like sometimes you'll encounter like people have written their kids names on toys uh, oh yeah andy tea tree <laughs> oil get that it will help you really okay. oh, tea tree oil tea, no, really oh that. hell yeah you guys know about tea tree oil no yeah man i had sharpies on my uh i know about using a, a dry shows. erase marker over uh over sharpie yeah I put tea tree oil under my nose when I can't breathe. So I guess it makes sense that, that it's making yeah, it some, some vapor purposes. Yeah, it, it's a mild acid and it, it does take some elbow grease, but I didn't want to put anything harsher on a toy from 1998. So I was just like tea tree oil and then scrub, 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 scrub. And it, it was great. Done. I also sleep with amethyst crystals under my bed to help me have good dreams at night. <laughs> Those work, man. It helps with fertility, too. I'm sure it does. <laughs> Is this you, after you, you had demonstrated baby? that last month? 
Thanks for the advice, Paul. You're giving tips, Paul. Damn it, this crystal. Oh, I just—it's just so funny to be talking Damn about tea tree oil. It sounds like some some snake oil shit. <laughs> but but, it, but it's legit. It does sound a little wooey, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah, it depends on the paint you're using. If it's any kind of acrylic paint, isopropyl alcohol will help, or tea tree oil will help. If it's um, what's the other one? Enamel paint. Don't use that to customize. First off, <laughs> and second off, I don't know how to get enamels off. The twelve-year-old Nick, don't use enamel paint. You probably need you need paint thinner to get rid of that. Yeah. Like real paint thinner. Plastic. Yeah, that's scary. It will melt your plastic. Mm-hmm. You might you With might no dilute the paint thinner maybe. Work on that. Jeez. No? Maybe again it'll melt your plastic. Well, you can use non-acetone. It. That's it, true. It, yeah. That affects different. It all depends on it the depends solvent. Depends on what the material is. Yeah. Because yeah. like we used to, we used to print um. We used this printer that did sol- a special kind of solvent ink, and we had the only. Th- it was like, Im- I don't know what, what what what's the word. You can't do anything to it. It was invincible or whatever. You couldn't really get rid of the 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 print unless if you used um, non acetone. No, but if you use non acetone, uh, nail polish remover would wash right off like it was water. That's the only thing that the chemical reacted with. So I would assume that some of that gets used like on tampos and stuff, but you don't know till you try it. So, but, but that, that won't damage the plastic if you use the non-acetone stuff. It just might wipe all the paint, the paint apps off your toy. So be careful. Christian, uh, Phil in the chat is uh, feeling really old now because you called a toy from 98, a really old toy. I didn't think I said that. I just didn't want to damage a toy that was that old. Well, Phil's old, so don't forget. <laughs> right, well, I'm old too, right. man. So, some of us were in high school back since then, okay? I, I got it at a you know a garage sale or a whatever, it's something like that. And it had it you know, a kid's name on it. I never figured out how to take care of it. And then I looked. I was like, how do you get Sharpie off of plastic? It was teacher oil, and it worked. Was the name Christian, and was it your toy? <laughs> it was not. Oh. So just because Lucas said I was going to do this, what do I do if my entire toy is covered in paint I don't want? Throw it out. Oh, God. You got to take it apart. Really? If the same way they customize it. If you're going to take all that out, it's going to take out everything underneath it. You won't be able to restore that to its original state. No, you're pretty doomed at this point. I mean, although that might not be a bad use of that mold. Oh, I love that blue shoulder joint. It looks so good. (laughs) It's purple. It's a purple shoulder toy. (laughs) You did a disservice for buying that (laughs) to the rest of the fandom. Uh, I got a lot of other things in that box. This is just a consequence. It was all all winners in that box, let me tell you. I got a ton of action masters, you guys. I have shown them on the show. They're cool. And this. He's Brady. Um... You showing that mold did remind me. Uh, back when people got the first Thrilling Thirty Jetfire, the leader, people wanted to take that vac metal off so he could just have normal red colored boosters. If you want to cut through vac metal, you can do it with Purple Power degreaser and paint thinner. Hmm. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, I, I did it. It worked, but whew. why? 
Because I, I hated the look of that vac metal, so I just wanted to have basic red boosters. Because it's red flash. the Japanese a, one. Yeah. It hadn't come out yet, and I was cheap. Oh, time. The ultimate killer. Yep. Phil said the name on the toy was Surge. I'm trying to remember what it was. I don't remember anymore. Poor little Surgicans. I don't remember who it was. What did we learn tonight? We learned about... Maybe. We learned about whatever that bottle of weird stuff you showed us was. We learned about batteries. (laughs) We learned a lot. The biggest lesson we learned was don't mess with your toys. Yeah. Just never For the most dust. part, do no harm. Don't oh, ever you have to dust. Oh, my you God. Dust. The dust is part of the toy. Oh, it joins right. with that. And if you have something like this, you probably can't. You can't oh, bring God, it back. Another yeah, one? You can't bring it back. I have what eight. What those things do you have? Jesus Christ. Eight. Hi. And two fully disassembled ones, too. No disassemble. Oh, that was another fun thing I wanted to mention. Just Johnny because, Five? like, <laughs> we are talking, like, this has been about cleaning and whatnot, right? But we have mentioned a few times, like, you know, consequences where you might take something apart. And a lot of people take things apart when they customize. And if you ever take things apart, don't put yourself in this position where you're dealing with something... Oh, oh, I don't want to see where this is going. What oh, is going to come off the edge of that screen? Oh, it's not that bad. We're dealing with something where many, many years ago, someone took apart... Vector Prime? A Vector Prime. Vector Prime and something else. And put it in many different bags. Mm. Did not take any photographs. Mm. And now I have like six bags of Vector Prime. As an ultimate puzzle to put Look, together. The, one the day. only way to figure that out is to have another one next to it. If you're going to put, <laughs> if you're going to take apart a figure, take pictures take as pictures, you do it, especially in the it or, oh my god, or by doubles. Because I had again, I have like five different of those like toys and bags fully dissembled, and I mm-hmm. did manage to put this one back together. Right, this was this was in all of his parts, right? He was fully disassembled, every piece was separate. I managed to put him back together. But compared to that, he is small and simple. And I was and, able to do it all with the internet. Remind me, did you ever go to any botcons? No, I, I miss Barcon. Well, congratulations. You just gave yourself the BotCon custom class experience yeah, with right. that Vector Prime. All, and you did it yourself for free. Yeah, that's right. Free. I sure did. No, did no flight. $300. No hotel. No, no getting there, buying your registration five seconds before 300 other people. You got in the class. No I did. BotCon crud. I got my box yeah, on exclusive. Well, we don't know what's in those bags. I did a TFCom panel, um, customization panel once the year we did um, uh, Fans Project Severo. So I, I think I got the full experience because that thing is complicated. And if you want to do a screecher, I will help you assemble a Vector Prime. I I might take you up on that. He's an incredible since I've had that thing, I look at it and I think, man, I really want to put that back together because I like it. He's got half an Alpha Trion, the um the one that came out. He's got half of one of those in the bags too, so I'll have to pick those out because he was trying to make it into Alpha Trion. But 
we'll pick those parts out. A and Bacon Alpha Trion or a Titan's Return Alpha Trion? Titan's Return. I think. Huh. You know, now that I, I look back at that face, I think that face might be something else, but I'll figure it out. Well, this sounds like premium TF Talk content that I don't yes. want to just waste it over some sort of, you know, private video share. This needs to be a micro micro blasters exclusive. Yeah, yeah this will be the, the microcasters don't disassemble exclusive. Oh, disassemble. I, I do love it's like Anna's box of fun that will give you years of enjoyment. Yeah. It's fun. I've had fun with it. How many years have you it. have you had One this box so of crap? One year. One year. I got it last year at the beginning of the pandemic in a in a few grades at the safe making. <laughs> uh now, if one of you guys can help me figure out how to fix this poor thing, <laughs> I'll be happy. It's a X-Trans bot Sonic. Oh. Throw in the trash. His waist broke. <laughs> oh. Nice answer, Christian. Yeah. I tried to glue him back together. That doesn't work. So. Throw in the trash. Wait, let me see the, the joint on that. Let me pull up the screen and make it bigger because I, I can only see the little screen right now. Oh, it's not wait. focusing. Throw yeah. it in the trash. That's what it looks like. Uh, yeah, it's it's not focusing, but um, no, that's just what it looks like. It's that blurry. What? <laughs> well, send me send me actual pictures afterwards, and we'll okay. we'll talk about it. But it's I have I have a suspicion off. I might be able to come up with a solution for you. Throw it okay, in cool. the trash. I wouldn't mind fixing it. I mean, I like GoBots, so Throw it. GoBots. So, so Anna, what you should do is take that, take that whole box of crap, send it to Nick. <laughs> no, don't send it to Nick. Nick doesn't want it. I want to help you. Help me to help you. <sighs> Nick, there's Nick, like... there's a legit question. Do you ever, you ever take, you ever get a, a piece that's so messed up you just like scrap it for parts to sell? Because you know uh, parts are have, a, a worthy to... thing to sell. I have several bins of incomplete and parts transformers and every occasionally I will go through them and try to make complete bots out of them but I do in fact have several bins sitting right over there um of stuff like that well have you I ever have tried selling arm yeah, like weird stuff like that like not just accessories you know but like oh I know this dude's right arm this dude missing a head. Yeah, that's what is it, it is. Like, is the, is there a market for that out there? Like, it's just so funny when I'm on Facebook and someone's like, does anyone have this peg from this arm of this guy? Mine got eaten by my cat. And it's like, do they really think someone's gonna be like, yes, I have that. If I were, if I were better organized, I'd help more of those people. <laughs> it does happen. It really does happen, Paul. Some people but, keep that stuff. Yeah. I there, keep all that stuff because inevitably I will buy something broken that needs fixing. So I'll just switch the parts. Yeah, see, I keep that stuff too. My husband calls me a hoarder. <laughs> well, I mean, there's some things that are Maybe like worth keeping. Like like pieces of shockwave, you know, like like certain guys. Yeah, but I like some shockwave parts if you've got. Do, are you offering? <laughs> no, but like. You know, like someone—it's like a toy from that's currently out. Like, oh, my oh. Studio Series Dino, I I chewed on this on the left arm blade. Do you have this? It's like just buy another one. God, I've got Doubles. hundreds 
and hundreds of loose accessories from that box, Nick. I could just send those to you. Those you can send to me. I would, I would, I would probably even pay you for them. So they're, they're, I've got hundreds. It is terrifying to look at them. You are singing my song. It's all I, everything from G1 to be stars. See, Anna box. singing Nick's song. Paul was singing my song earlier. I mean, <laughs> I'm, sure that, that. I'm sure there's some good stuff in those accessories, Anna. Oh, there it is. There is. I recognize like three items. <laughs> well, you can always go to uh, Action Figure. What, what's the What's the Facebook group? Action Figure. Action Ident- Figure Identification. There are two of them out there. Although one's better than the other. Um. Got to get your little grid printed out, put yep. your parts on it. Make sure you number anything you're putting up in that group if you're putting up more than five pieces in a picture. Uh, and don't ask for value because they will boot you. They're very strict about that. <laughs> we, but we'll, you know, we'll identify stuff in that, gr- in that group all day long. And it's, it's, it's great to keep me sharp while I'm doing other things or when my ADD, ADHD, whatever the hell, kicks in and I, I, I can't type any more listings. I'll just scroll through that group and start identifying parts for people. Um, you know, what else are you going to (laughs) do? That's the thing that just amazes me is, you know, you guys that do that, where you just put up a bunch of parts up there and you're like, well, yes, that's the gun from, you know, yada, yada, Armada figure, you know, just whatever. I'm definitely discount Destron, even discount Nick on this one. Like I can do it, but those two are way better than I am. (laughs) I will do in a pinch for most of those situations, but those two, hmm. On a whole other level. I'm the best there is at what I do. You are the best there is at what you do. (laughs) What you do is not very nice. Yeah, but I mean, it's just amazing. It's like one of those things where, you know, like you guys do that. Like you and Peter, where I remember a friend of mine was like, oh, they think that they may have gotten some wrong parts on like a G1 Predaking, you know, and... Like I sent the stuff and to to Peter and he's like, oh well, yeah, like the the some of the weapons on that are from the reissue, like you know, blah blah blah, like the, you know, this one's from this, this one's original, like it's just I yeah, you guys are amazing. <laughs> yeah, that kind of particular set of skills. No. <laughs> it's true. Well, do we want to go through any other terrifying challenges? Are we done? Uh, I do want to mention Book Club on uh, Sunday night's going to be more than meets the eye, thirty-four and thirty-five. So join uh, join us uh, Sunday night at nine thirty Eastern, eight thirty Central on the TF Talk Discord. Yeah, I'm always there. Hi, books! Yay! Yay! Books! Advertisement. More than me. What happens in 34 and 35? Tune into Book Club. you find out. Yeah, tune in. Yeah. <laughs> Robots interact. They probably wanna... touch each other in bad ways. Oh, my. what happens. Is that the one where they find the other lost light? It's the first panel of the book. It's sure. all good. All of it. All the more than the is good. Yeah. Yes, I know. It is. We're reading it. Um, and Thursday night, uh, microcasters uh, on the TF Talk Facebook page. Uh, do we know what we're doing yet, Anna? Yeah, clearly we're going to do one of these random, horribly customized <laughs> I think we're doing we Here you go. Warpath and Huffer. Oh, yes. There we go. Warpath and Huffer. 
or we can do. So I think we could, said we're gonna do Warpath and, and Huffer, so we could do a two part show where one week we review these legs, the next week we review this torso. No. <laughs> he said veto. <laughs> we got this guys, we got this. Rowan. No, we're gonna review toys I don't have, so I'm gonna be all sleepy. Now was, was that a uh, remold of Ollie? Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, it's just as fragile. Just Paul's, as fragile. Paul's telling you what to do with it. Throw it. <laughs> Throw it in the trash. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if I can just stick it together, it can give me a robot mode only turbo. It'll be fine. That's something. Okay. You can hang out with Crasher. There you go. Well, thank you guys for joining me tonight. Thanks to everyone in the chat. Uh, Josh, Zaldron, Catherine, uh, ABC Bricks, Pismo, Rich, ABC Bricks, Big Daddy. What's up? Uh, who else did I Wait, miss? Big Daddy Ron. was here, the leader of the Hot Rod Patrol? <laughs> Big Daddy Rose, dog. Yeah, Got Daddy Ron Rose. up in here. Ron, yep. So, yeah, thank you guys for joining us and participating in the chat. Uh, thank you guys, and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for being here. Bye. Bye, everybody. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another TFYLP. Ha <laughs> ha!